0: Yet another week with Arsenal still on top of the Premier League table. That gives me a lot of comfort, a lot of joy, and a lot of confidence, and a lot of pride to come out here and produce, uh, uh, and, and do an episode of the Kukumba Method Podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, welcome back to the Kukumba Method Podcast with me, your host, Ayman Kukumba, and war by the way have i ever told you that i have a, a fourth name oh my gosh I, how did i forget i have a fourth name my name my fourth name is gamioka so now let me just tell you a, a, a brief a, a brief um a, a, what's it called a, it's, it's, a, it's a brief a brief note on my fourth name well this is by the way this is like the fourth recording the fourth intro i have done for this like podcast eh? so, now, <laughs> so now this thing has just come in now but anyways uh, my first name is gamioka and apparently back then i think was it in august or september or july some month this year we went to visit my grandmother and she was like well with my mom and everyone all that stuff so she was like eh, but this boy i'm man but guys ever, ever since he was a child i wanted him to be called gamioka oh. Whether he was speaking, she was speaking in Luganda, so I think I should just go back to Luganda. So like, ngari njakala bantu me gamyuka, ngari njakala me. Ndimu la bani And gamyuka was actually her grandfather. Ngamuana yali mu mufu. ngamu mifu ngajaja wangu ngamba. Eh? Onu muana ngafanana jaja wangu. Ndene tia. O kubagambu kumutume ringia. Hmm. Mu I don't know that like magdan muscular, yeah. <laughs> Which is all I am. And Something like that, so yeah. And then my mom was like, eh, hey, to what you are going so anyway so my name my fourth name is Ganioka. um so yeah, yeah I it. it's 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 i don't know i ha- i have really unique unique names and i thank god for that anyway this is not about me <laughs> this is not about me anyway so um today's episode is quite um amazing we're talking about culture but before we go to unpack all of that i would like to tell people please and please and please go and I actually actually want please and please and please go and support cast via google podcasts via apple podcast for those who have ios spotify for those who have spotify and anchor fm and i like to and i would like and i really really appreciate people who listen in who take their time to finish the whole episode and be like i've listened to every bit of aim and this time yes and yes and yes. And people who enjoy the show the, the show thank you so much thank you so, so so much and i also like to send a special shout out to my dear friend, who is called Wilba, I disturb Wilba a lot, by the way. So um, when well, I mean, I mean, he's like my unsung producer. Should I is it even the right name and right thing to say producer, editor, whatever? Not editors in like editor as in edits, what I what I say, but like <laughs> gives me a brief notes here and there. So I really thank you, Wilba. We should even have an episode sometime soon. Like Wilba has listened in from the word get go. So if there is like a trivia quiz about the Kokuma podcast. Trust me, I think Ruba will actually really score it. <laughs> Ruba, before our episode, go do your homework again because you're having a trivia quiz. Oh, by the way, you should be allowed to do a quiz. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, thank you so much. Um, Today, what's happening in the world, Um, you know, briefly, I mean, Kanye West has finally been um cut off by Balenciaga. He's he, he is having a right-wing social media thing that he's doing. But one thing about that thing that I liked, it's even in regards with culture, what I like about that topic was that I think Balenciaga has some 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 ties to, to 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 the Jew the Jew society. And when um Kanye West put out or spewed those anti semi anti they are not anti anti Semantics. <laughs> it is anti Semitism. And, and he that and he was he was putting out some comments and actually these are hostile judgments towards the Jew society. So now, obviously, liberals cut ties with him. And then someone was like, "eh," but it took um Bl- uh, Kanye to be an anti 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 semite to actually cut cut him off and start to cancel him and all that blah blah And then someone was like, "but you guys, the black people, when he came out and said slavery was a choice, when he came out and said all oh, this is about the black the black community, you guys continued to go buy his zizis. You guys continued to go for his shows. Last year, you guys went for people who went for his shows." You guys continue to buy I mean buy his stuff, buy his albums and stream them. Like y'all continue to do all that stuff. So if the Jews are actually acting up, it just means that also you as the blacks are supposed to act up. Like you should have done this long time ago, way back in twenty sixteen. Like if it was if it I mean, cancel him or do whatever you have to do. do anyway, that's that was just in relation with culture. Um what else is happening? Ebola is happening in Uganda and I hope People are really taking precautions. We have two districts, Kasanda and Mwende, that are on lockdown. But some reports are saying, I saw some tweets where like something is not going on right. Apart from the Ebola whole point, there's something with the police that isn't really going on right and curfew enforcement and stuff. You know those LDU things, eh? Yes. Um, what else is going? Liz Truss, um, has apparently um, resigned from her position as the British Prime Minister. Man, British, I mean Britain, man, UK, I mean. But anyways, and I, so I have nothing to say about that, but um, um, one thing I have to say about that, someone was like, eh. So Liz Truss actually beats Kim Kardashian's 72-day-old wedding to Chris Humphries, and I'm like, oops, <laughs> I had to put that there. But anyways, so um, I mean, the, the British will do what the British will do, and I'm sure by September, I think by December, or by late November, Maybe Richie, Richie Sonak or um, James i I forgotten Jeremy Hunt or any could be with the new Prime Minister if at all possible. Um but then moving on to an interview. Um I had an interview with one of my seniors about culture that was really, really, really engaging. Um I really loved it. And it really painted and cleared a lot of things about culture for me because she's a senior. And I also have another person on the on the show, Saba Tumor, to, to Saba um, who's also talking about uh, something, has her own views about culture. Um, personally, I was talking to my mom, because I wanted my mom to also be part of the podcast, because she's really, a, she's, all, she's all that. <laughs> my mom is all that. So, um, b- but she could, uh, I was like, let me let me leave her segment out. But one of the things well, that I, that she pulled out while, we, while, we, while in her interview with my mom, she was like, you know, when you say that you don't want your culture, that you you think you don't want i mean culture is very backward and stuff when she, cause she that when the queen died because she died and may uh, has all rest in when she died the british had some rituals they did on her funeral that there was, a, there was 70 years down the road we've ever since her half, half, half uh, uh, we last had a monarchy die 70 years down the road we still have these rituals going on—that is their culture. They have not abandoned their culture. And I mean, if we are actually admiring these people, the modern world and all that stuff, they still also have their, their their traditions, their cultures, their rituals that they are still accustomed to. And however much they will develop, however much they will evolve, they will still always go back to those rituals. So I like that part of her of our conversation. And I thought I should share it with you. But now let's go into the interview with Doctor Sarah and later on Sabah to has uh, on Saba's submissions to the topic. So yeah, I think we do personally I, I think we do we do need culture. But anyways it's an open episode. So you take out what you take out, you know. I'm not telling you to do this or what, that's just my opinion. But I just I, I, I guess I should really bring that onto the podcast and talk about it. So have a nice time listening in and let's come back later on. Welcome back, dear listeners of the Kukumba Method podcast. We are here on another episode, and today I have a special guest with me. She has been my lecturer in my first year here at Macquarie University. And concerning our to- uh, to- today's topic, we're going to be talking with her and getting some of her views on the topic that do we still need culture from wherever we are, you know whether you're an Asian, whether you're an African, whether you, whatever part you you are from in Uganda, when you go to other parts of the country, or in this modern day, do you still need your culture? So I would we'll begin with her introducing herself.
1: Uh, thank you very much, Ayman. It feels good uh, to be interviewed by your student, and I'm honored. Um, I appreciate the initiative. My name is Sarah Nachujova. Some students prefer calling me Dr. Sarah. And um, I lecture here at Makerere University in the Department of Linguistics, English Language Studies, and Communication Skills. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, Dr. Sarah, how did you get to where you are right now, briefly? Because it's briefly. doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a long story. To become a doctor, you need to have three degrees. I got the three degrees. My first degree was smooth because I was young, from home. Get to Makelele, get your degree. Masters, it was a little bit challenging because I need to look for a scholarship. I got it and I got my degree. I got employed here as a tutorial assistant. And I got another opportunity to do a doctoral in 2015. And here I am. I got it in 2018. Yeah.
0: That's very amazing. Anyways, um... Um, we were in some lectures back in in Yawan, and she were and I, her views on culture were very. I, I liked them while she was lecturing, and she was telling us But anyways, we let's go straight to the point. Nowadays, we have most of some most youth or some youth talking about how they don't want, or they think that their cultural their cultures their fathers' cultures. Th- those or their forefathers' cultures are not really or shouldn't really come into play with who they are right now. What do you take of that? Do you think people should move on, adopt new cultures, shouldn't care about what their fathers and mothers used to do? You know,
1: yeah, that's an interesting question, but um, and quite difficult to answer, especially in this generation where we have a lot of changes. But my take would be. There are cultures from our ancestors, which are meaningful even in the present situation. And there are cultures that were a little bit harmful and if we continued with them even today, we would not get any better, but create more problems. So depending on the culture where you come from, I mean, we have different cultures, but there are those specific cultures that are positive. Mm. For, for example, as a Muganda woman, uh, we, we have a culture of kneeling. It, it is this something that disturbs girls especially because they feel they are being subordinates and they, are, they, they feel they are being despised and what have you. But if you go deeper in its interpretation, kneeling is a sign of respect. You would kneel before anyone that you respect. If you can kneel and greet your father, for instance, if you can gre- kneel and, and speak to your God, for instance, if you can kneel and greet your, uh, your king, I mean, why would you not kneel and greet someone that you respect? For instance, your husband. If you respect him, because it's a sign of respect, if you look at it from the point of subordination, then it becomes challenging. But if you look at it from the point of, you know, this culture is there to serve this purpose, it does no harm. I've seen men who kneel before their wives as a sign of respect forget all about this you know engagement and what have you which is artificial but i mean kneeling from the bottom of your heart Mm. i know people do that we talk about virginity and what have you those are cultures that mean a lot what do you lose by keeping yourself pure as opposed to exposing yourself to diseases and what have you so it's, it's it's a culture that trains a girl to be responsible that trains a boy to be responsible so that even when he becomes a father is able to manage life and to teach his sons you know his daughters how to you know to take
0: care of, take themselves. Care of themselves yes yeah. thank you on that one so um then there's also this thing of people because i, I, was, with, I was with my friend back sometime, sometime later on um, before previously and they were like for them when they get money and they, they have made it in life they don't want their children to grow up in uganda yes, forgive the political and economical s- situation that could be, but I was like, really? Maybe you could take them abroad at, uh, maybe at, at a later stage in their life, but as early as childhood, like, you want to, and I'm like, I was like, do you, are you going to be with them there, or are you going to be in Uganda, and for them, they'll be there? He was vague about that, but he was like, mm, I just want my children to be able. I was like, really? They'll be out of touch with their culture. So, what do you, what what's your take on people Who want to go abroad and yes maybe it may not be for work but just to live there you know just to leave these couch there like they don't want their their ugandan um indigenousness
1: yeah that's another interesting one but you see we are different Mm. and we have different orientations we have different way of looking at life Mm. and what interests us may differ but bottom line we talk about identity When we are discussing issues of identity, we talk in terms of someone asking you to define yourself and being able to tell people who you are. Once you're not able to define yourself because of the way you interpret your life, then it becomes problematic. For instance, linguistic identity. Imagine you having a child and you are living in Europe, name the country, and this child is denied this language. When he comes to introduce himself in a black skin and they ask a question, which language do you speak? And you say English is mother, my mother tongue. I mean, everyone will turn and look at you. You are not a, an, a, you know, a Negro. You are not, you know, a Jamaican. And I mean, the accent is not American. It's not British. It's Ugandan. But then you want to identify uh, uh, as that. For me, I believe in this cozy kind of life. I believe in visiting, but I I also believe in living where I want to live if I have justification for living there. But going to America does not mean that you can not take your culture to America. Mm. You can go to America as a Muganda, as a Munyankore, as a Nauru, as name it, and you can train your children to be that. And explain clearly for them to understand the boundaries that in a rule, this is what we do in english this is what they do so that when they are dealing with an english audience they know what to do and when they come back home because Europe will never be home when you sleep in your bed in your bedroom wherever wherever there is that thing that will communicate about who you are and that thing comes from culture hmm. it is the culture that defines you you can be exotic, you can be artificial, you can be plastic, but deep inside, you are that, and you will be that forever. Mm. Yeah,
0: That's a nice one. Um, have, there been, have, 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 have there been any perceptions on culture that you had back then that have changed of recent, or as you, as you progressed in life?
1: Of course, of course, very many. I've talked about virginity. I remember my mother talking about the things and I also remember being at school and what my peers used to say about it. So, how do you get married when you're still pure? Purity for who? And all those things, you know. There is this aspect of kneeling. For your information, I do a lot of kneeling. Maybe that's why I'm giving these examples. <laughs> and I don't have a problem kneeling. I'll never kneel to anyone I never. I don't respect. Yes. That's the first criterion. In fact, anyone who knows me will tell that I don't respect them even if they are grey haired, as long as they don't deserve my respect, I respect my needs. I give them to you when you deserve them. Back to the question yes, as generations pass by, there are things which get out, you know, outfashioned. Yes. There are those which are not outfashioned, but then the society constructs them as so, so much that even when you try to preserve them, it's, it's a bit difficult. Mm. But as generations pass by, of course. We used to grow up, like, dining, you know, manners. You don't talk while you're eating, for instance. Yeah. And we would keep quiet. I even, sometimes I sit back and ask myself how possible that was. <laughs> B- because at home, I have children. I've not even mentioned it. Well, they know we used to, and I keep on telling them that we used to eat when we are quiet. But the dynamics of life do not facilitate that. Take a case: My husband goes to work. I also come here to work. We get home in the evening and the only time that we have to talk is the dining time so if you ask them to be quiet then
0: you will never communicate and, and exactly. relate
1: so, so sometimes circumstances force you but they are those where they are not even time bound but they keep phasing out because i mean life is like life,
0: that. life changes yeah, milk,
1: you know changes to cheese <laughs> frogs turn into i mean 20 turn into frogs and
0: yeah and then also another Another question: Um, the issue of intermarriages, you know, inter inter relations. How do you think has it? Have, is, do you think it has affected culture in a, in a in a beautiful way, or it's 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 doing more harm than good? I think
1: it's a fifty fifty, and depending on who is intermarrying who. Mm. I, I know couples that are sensitive to the challenges that intermarriages have. And I know couples that are not sensitive. I have friends here who are linguists, but because they intermarried, their children are speaking English. I mean, e- each one feels I'm um, the boss. <laughs> the children should not speak the mother's language because the fa- because of the patriarchal ho- communities, and the mother denies the children their father's language, and the children grow up in the middle there. Mm. So our cultures. You said this one is not good enough for my children, and so they will not learn it. And th- th- this one is not... So it, it depends. But
0: then that que- story to catch you a little bit, but if you... Th- as, a, as a, I mean, just a question. If this person thinks this, their children shouldn't learn their spouse's language, yeah. I mean, why did they get married then? I mean...
1: No, they didn't marry because... Actually, when people are starting to date, they're not thinking about marriage. <laughs> They are not thinking about the the, the 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 benefits, I mean children as products
0: of marriage. Mm.
1: They're thinking about other things. I don't remember thinking about the things <laughs> personally. <laughs> me, me, no I don't remember
0: no but I'm, I'm saying like that when you make that decision that like, this is the person I want to be with you made it but now you're in marriage and you're telling you're saying no my, the children should only learn my language why can't it, can it be a 50-50 why can't they say okay learn your mother's language also learn because you love them you decided to marry them now it's, why are you it's, denying it's them it's
1: an issue of mindset <laughs> And what makes you think that when I was marrying him with love, I still love him equally when we are married <laughs> and we have <laughs> There are these transitions. But I, I, I want to think that it's an issue of mm. attitude. Mm. If my husband's language is inferior and mine is superior, I may be, you know, hesitant to mm. let them, you know, Land learn like that language. language. But you also remember in our introductory course, learning a language as an example is you can't force me i choose to learn it i choose to learn if i refuse to learn it you cannot tell me to learn it by force as for children i mean for them they are innocent whatever you input they they, they will take but because i have an attitude as an adult who is supposed to reward an input then i have denied this child this responsibility and if I have any advocacy in my life, at church where I go to, the friends that I meet, even in public places, when I find you speak English to your child and I, you look like you know the language, I'll make a statement.
0: You will tell them why yes, you're speaking English.
1: Yes, I tell them, but you are denying, you know, you are denying, and I don't even know how to express it. You cannot choose to deny your child identity.
0: And I think that's a problem many of the youth are going to be having while raising their kids in the future. That they think their children should learn, while they're at home, they should be speaking English. Because it's fashionable and it's cool. But I mean, you could have good English, but when at home you know the language. Which
1: cool English are we talking about? The Ugandan (laughs) English variety? The one that we speak here? Yes. You see, I, I usually give this example. I met this lady who was giving a child a banana to eat. Says, you bite, bite, bite. Choo, 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 choo. And I was hot. <laughs> I said, we don't speak like that.
2: Mm.
1: Why do you... <laughs> I reserve my comments, <laughs> but it's it's, it's, it's horrible. Mm. It's, it's horrible. You you can't pretend to be used, to be teaching your child English when you, the teacher, you are not effective. Mm. How many Ugandans are competent? Th- they have this artificial fluency, the accent and what have you? Mm. If you engage them deeper with the language, trust me, they lose track. They won't do so anything. Just have little knowledge, basic knowledge. We are not expressive. That is why when you are beaten or when you are threatened, you'll cry in your mother tongue. When you want to quarrel and be that expressive, that language that you are, you've hidden from us for ages will come out. Mm. Why? Because English is not expressive. Not because it is not, but because you're not competent enough. Mm. So it's always important that we teach them this language which is expressive. I never use English at and my children go to Aluganda Sunday School. My friends turn and look at me, they don't understand. But my daughter appreciated me when she went to school and she was able to linguistically identify herself. Says, mommy, I'm the star at school. No one is able to write their languages. They can't even express themselves. They don't even know a single proverb. And she's super in English. She's doing literature. Very good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Very good. When you hear her speak, she's articulate. We do luganda readings in bible in, in at home in luganda mm. we don't have any english version wow. the english versions go to school mm. at home you find those big books they are all in luganda i read story books in luganda and that beauty and the flavor i mean maybe because i belong to the older generation <laughs> but i want to think my children might be better in mm. terms of identity than most of the children who are denied who they are i mention it i tell them i do
0: Oh, that's very amusing. Some
1: gossip. Mm. I, I visited my son <laughs> recently. Yes. And he came to the car and he stood, he wanted to greet me. He didn't know what to do, whether to kneel or to stand <laughs> or to what. Why? He turned around to see who is watching him. Mm. And then he whispered, Mommy, may I kneel in the school compound? Wow. <laughs> that gives you the answer. Mm. Identity. Mm. Inside he knows.
0: He's supposed but to, then you
1: know. the environment is threatening mm. he's not sure how this will be interpreted mm. and when we get home during holidays trust me I'm going to emphasize that
0: wow. there
1: is something that I need to take out that I thought I had taken out and it is still it's
0: there. still there definitely it's all a working up working a work in progress and then the last question um we I was with I was, I was still with a friend and they were, and they were telling me they were analyzing or was telling me one of the questions I should ask you they were like here in Africa, we are most okay most families are very um, centered with the extended family we go when we are celebrating we are going to go out with with our cousins our uncles you know but then what that isn't the issue abroad abroad you will find it's the mom and and the the husband and the few kids they have why do they dissociate from the larger part of their families most of the time culture
1: that's their culture You celebrate internally even in here in africa by the way
0: and it's starting to cope up in africa people are like i'll be with my kids i don't care about the other people
1: yeah because we are adopting the foreign culture Mm. africa generally is is is, is extended Mm. you rarely find a home which is nuclear yes these days we are tending too but again you'll find a maid
2: Mm.
1: yeah and the maid will just you know disorient it and everything the answer lies in culture. Once you are closed in, you remain closed in. And us pretending to be closed in when our hearts are open causes problems. Mm. You which, will never cou- which could be those problems? Um, you hurt yourself many times, psychologically. Mm. You, you know that your cousin, no name it, was supposed to be part of this fam- fam party, and you close them out, and they make these comments and these comments will get to you, and they will hurt you. Because your culture does not say that. Mm. For a white man, no one will even make a comment because that is them. Mm. In fact, if you invited them, they will not come because they you know they are not supposed to be part of this. Yes. Yeah. So we can't break culture. Mm. And I wish we could embrace it. It's easier to embrace it because you, 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 you become
0: happier. But I, I still... I still w- Disturbing me why why do the wh- why do the whites have that nuclear I, I don't know if you have a, a, a answer to that question but what maybe you, you have a thought why are they enclosed why is it like that
1: culture <laughs> the answer lies in culture you, you see culture th- th- there are these beliefs mm. and the norms that define you mm. as a community so in their community they believe in privacy and secrecy mm. If, if you're celebrating something, you celebrate it as the inner circle, not the outer circle. Mm. In Africa, everyone must know it's Ubuntu. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's Ubuntu. And <laughs> they are not disturbed because they are not Ubuntu. And mm. because we are Ubuntu, we cannot afford to be closed in. And once we try to, we become outcasts, we, be, we are quoted, we are questioned, and those things get back to us and we pretend we don't care. Mm. We actually care. Because once you die, this family will go for burial in Europe. Once you die, even the family may not go. The inner goes, the outer remains. Yeah. Yeah. They mourn on phone if, if, if ever. If, if at all. They yeah. Can, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: Africa is we are people oriented. For them, it's 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 the inner. That explains why in Africa, when your mother is as old as a hundred years, you'll still keep her somewhere. For them, once you are seven and you are disturbing them, they did take it, you oh, home. Oh, yes, yes, take yes, like
0: elderly homes. Their
1: culture is like that. If you introduce an elderly home here, you'll cause issues. I mean, how will my mother interpret me if I took her to that home? Hmm. Because our culture is not that. Yes. So the answer lies in culture. I know. I and culture know is ingrained in us. So much that you cannot easily take it out, even hmm. if you are educated. <laughs> Those who tell you that they are educated and they are running away from their cultures. are liars and big liars
0: (laughs) to themselves or to the the whole community to
1: themselves first and to the entire community i've traveled to different places but you move with your culture Mm. it comes a simple example my professor who preferred to be called by his first name without any title he refused to reply because I refused to call him without the title. So I kept on saying, Professor Tostein, he refused. He said, until when you learn to call me without a title. But my culture says an elder's name should not be mentioned. So by me mentioning, your name is big enough. Mm. And then you want me to mention it without mover, <laughs> without a title?
0: No. It's, it's quite I mean, I disturbing.
1: Mean. And then when I was doing my PhD, my supervisor was young. She mm. was actually two months older than me. Mm. Said, come on, we are age mates." But I couldn't call her Kate, her name. So I would say, Professor Huddleston. And when we finished, the first email that I wrote to her, she replied and said, I hope next time you'll be in position to call me Kate, because I'm (laughs) no longer your supervisor. (laughs) That's culture. I was trained and it sank deep and you cannot pull it out.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, you can't run away from culture.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Sarah. The conversation has been really engaging. And for me, you have even painted a clearer picture and brought out some examples that could really explain. Thank you so much for this engagement. And I hope to see you around again. Thank you so much To to our listeners. That has been Dr. Sarah. And thank you for listening in. And now to our next guest on this topic.
2: Um, good evening, my name is Twine Sabar Basinje, I am currently at the University, Makere University in Uganda, majoring in law, we are the bachelors of law. I don't normally like using that to describe me, but it's the closest I can get. So my opinion on culture is... Um, I'm not like I'm negating the fact that we do need culture. I'm mean, not negating the fact that we do need culture, but I'm trying to speak from a context of the culture we have currently in Uganda. Um, I do believe we need a culture. I just do not believe we need the culture we have currently in Uganda. I believe it has to be changed and it has to be fitted to be to fit into the current, dynamics we have right now. Certain aspects like culture teaches fear, culture teaches being timid. I feel like those aspects should be changed to fit the current, more dynamic situation. I'm going to give an example of um, let me say, for example, the marriage culture. The marriage culture in Africa teaches girls to be housewives, to be caring, to be less ambitious, and it teaches boys to be... um driven strong not emotional which does affect the girls in a way that they grow up and they feel unfulfilled and what what and it also does affect the boys in a way that they get a lot of mental disorders that they never deal with because they were taught never to feel things so uh in my opinion a way such a culture can be improved is by um something like let's say teaching the boys to be more vulnerable and teaching the girls to be more assertive, to try to balance out. I also feel like another way culture has to, the culture we have right now, I do not believe has to be worked upon. Because right now we are at a point where it's so bad, so I believe it has to be completely eradicated and a new era started. So that's a kind of improvement I mean. Improvement from one step to another, not improving upon, in a way that we create a culture that gives space for dynamics you know culture is supposed to have space for change culture is supposed to have a platform where people can change it to fit their needs so in like a hundred years or a thousand years from now that culture can easily be changed into something that does benefit us more than something that is used as a tool to control us thank you
0: and lastly let's have a teacher of literature at secondary level, Mr. Mohanguzi Sharif talk about the culture that we need (laughs) or as he said in culture partly he needs yes, in the next
3: minutes. I think I'm part of uh, this new culture that has uh, been uh, evolved. You know, when we were doing uh, language, culture and ideology uh, and we were looking at how the language uh, and the, uh, sorry the culture uh, is uh, seen in the language and your ideology is seen in the language that you use and uh, being that we are now using a different language a different language will call for a different culture and a different uh, still a different language will call for a different thinking uh, remember you uh, your thoughts are organized in the language that you speak and currently It is very rare to find someone who uses only Uganda, who uses only their indigenous mother tongue. Meaning now we are having uh, two cultures in our head and you cannot have two cultures at the same time. You end up merging the two cultures and you come up with one. And uh, I think the problem that we have with uh, the parents that we have, that we have parents that of a different uh, wavelength and we are also on a different wavelength and they are trying to push us to what they want they want uh, they want us to think as they thought uh, 20 years back and 30 years back or 40 years back yet uh, the world has changed we want to think something that is of our own that is uh, where we come to identity we want to create our own identity and for them, they want to give us an identity. I think uh, it is not that we should drop culture, but parents should facilitate this transition. They should uh, show you how the Baganda behaved, and uh, you see how the Baganda behaving today, and then you start to reconstruct your own uh, thinking since the language has also changed. The culture has to change, and the ideologies towards things has also changed. There are very many uh, old things uh, that we people Baganda used to do, and they cherished a lot. But now, uh, even if you want to apply them, they don't make sense. It's like uh, some English phrases and uh, idioms that were used in the past. When you use it now, it does not bring out the meaning that you wanted. That is how culture is. That. When you move from one point to another, culture has to change because your thinking and understanding has changed. For now, someone cannot come and tell you that when you whistle at night, uh, something bad will happen at you. When you sit here, something bad will happen at you. But uh, in the past, those were norms and cultures. But now our mind has changed and we have moved. So we need to create not to drop a culture but we need to create a culture that fits the society we are in